0: Welcome to Marylia Talks, a podcast that discusses mental health and spiritual well-being. Before we jump in, there may be episodes that are particularly sensitive for some listeners, and if that applies, then I hope you'll be able to join me whenever you feel ready and able. In today's episode, I'm talking about perfectionism with my guest, Dr. Tom Curran. Now, Tom knows all about perfectionism. He's an associate professor in the Department of Psychological and Behavioural Science at the London School of Economics. And his TED talk on perfectionism has received over 3 million views. He's also the author of The Perfection Track. So given that perfectionism is something that I've struggled with, I was all ears on what he had to say. Let's join in the conversation. Um, um, how did you actually come into focusing and specializing in perfectionism
1: well it's very much a personal journey um perfectionism is is something i've carried alongside me for a number of years and it's 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 a double-edged sword It's, it's carry carries you a certain uh way but at the same time it carries a lot of baggage too and um if we're balancing it out i would say that the, the damage is is outweighs the as the positives and and the reason why i say that is because i i reached a point in my life where i really was struggling um with the weight of ex- expectation i was placing on myself and i felt that other people placed on me to do well to lift myself above other people um just to kind of overcome my background which is work working class not very affluent background and in this middle class world where everybody just seemed to be so well adjusted so smart and spoke so well uh i just it just you know you don't want that background to define you but at the same time you feel like you've got to you've got to keep striving to overcome it so it just completely overwhelmed me and uh i had a you know mental health breakdown and and panic attacks and fatigue and allz depression, all sorts of stuff, which really made me think a lot you know about getting some help and uh, when I did get some help, I was brought to the awareness that this this was rooted in my perfectionism so that's where it started really and then I decided that I should really learn more, and I was in the academic system, so I wanted to do work in this area did some research um and ten years later. Uh, Did the TED talk, wrote the book, (laughs) trying to get the message out there about the true cost of perfectionism. And
0: here you are. Yeah. So then how would you define perfectionism? And you've kind of mentioned already how it impacted you personally in terms of your mental health. So how would you define perfectionism? And if you can explain how it develops and then impacts on someone's mental health?
1: Yeah, the thing, this is a really good point to begin with because i think people you know often confuse perfectionism with other things like conscientiousness, meticulousness being diligent having high standards and all those sorts of things and i certainly thought that too and i thought, I thought perfections were holding me up i've always carried me forward I've always making me successful i didn't want to let it go because i I believe that while everything else was coming down around me perfection is the one thing holding me up and And I think that's why it's so dangerous, actually, because we don't recognize that perfectionism isn't any of those things at all. That root is a form of deficit thinking so extreme that we just live our lives trying to overcompensate for those shame-based fears and not feeling like we're enough. We're not perfect enough. We know we're not successful enough, attractive enough, um, productive enough, whatever it is that in our lives we feel deficient. Perfectionism will find it and amplify it. Um, and so if we start there with a definition of perfectionism from that, you know, from that inner sense of deficit of lack, then you can really begin to unpack the reasons why it's possibly not as positive as you think it is. Certainly not high standards, certainly not, uh, conscientiousness or diligence, which are very sort of active, optimistic forms of striving. Um, perfectionism is a very defensive form of striving, trying to conceal and hide, trying to be perfect to gain other people's love and approval. Um, to to in some way soothe those shame based fears, and so it's it's really there that that realization that awareness that start you can start to then see okay well now what happens with perfectionism? Well, perfectionism is very st- re- reactive to stress. If they come under challenge, if they're threatened in any way, that's really stressful for them because that essentially creates a uh, <laughs> a smashing effect on what's already fragile uh, self esteem. Uh, they find it very difficult to derive satisfaction from accomplishment because they can never feel like they're ever enough. The better they do, the better they're expected to do. It's like chasing the horizon. The closer you get, the further it moves. It's, it's, it's simply the thief of joy in that respect. But at the same time, when we haven't done so well, there's a lot of self criticism and self loathing that can come in because we can sc- cast ourselves ourselves not being enough for not for, for showing people our vulnerabilities and, and flaws. And, and so it, there's a, you know, you you can really begin to unpack why perfectionism can be really damaging with that starting point of deficit
0: basically from what you've said everything about perfectionism is negative there isn't any positives really attached we can separate that out in terms of being conscientious you know and that kind of stuff so is there anything else you'd say about the misconceptions or the myths about perfectionism that you'd want to address or debunk Look, you know, perfection can carry you
1: a certain distance in the short term. Problem is, it's not a sustainable way to strive. Um, you know, if over the long run, we're going to get burnt out because we're going to move ourselves into the zone of diminishing the decline of returns to every unit of increase in our in our effort. And and that's going to lead to a lot of cynicism, a lot of reduced accomplishment, a lot of worry, a lot of doubt, and eventually exhaustion and, and, and burnout. So the, so there's that misconception I think is important to recognize, but there's also a second thing that I think is really important for people to know about perfectionism, and that's that perfectionism people also really um, are well, the world-class self sabotages. Um, and this is why we don't see a very strong correlation between perfectionism and success, because perfectionists will try to avoid failure. So intently that they will sabotage their chances of success to do so. See this time and time again in the lab. Like if you give people a task to do, let's say you give them a puzzle task or a, or an athletic task, and you say you should comfortably achieve it, away you go, and then you tell them at the end that they failed, they didn't make it, no matter how well they did. But it's okay, don't worry about that failure. You can you can redeem yourself. You can you can try again. Uh, non perfectionistic people don't really change their effort. In fact, they try a bit harder. But perfectionist people just completely withdraw on the second attempt. You know, because you, you can't fail at something you didn't try at. And so there's this there's this other aspect of perfectionism when it comes to success. It's really curious. Yeah, there's almost a paradox in a sense. You know, they are so intently aware of failure and how it feels and how shameful it feels and embarrassing it feels that they will just remove themselves from those situations. And that isn't just withdrawal or avoidance. It looks like procrastination too. You know, it's just an anxiety management strategy that perfectionists engage in because they're so... Uh, the first motivation is to avoid failure. So, really, I think that's the big myth that I would like to debunk. It's, it's this idea that perfection is anyway related to success. It's, it it is, and It has a blocking effect on success uh, because it's an unsustainable form of striving, and there's a lot of self sabotage that goes on.
0: Mm. And what would you say um, in terms of like the pressure that society puts on people? I was thinking earlier how. Times have changed in the sense that, um, just in terms of inclusion, diversity, yeah. what perfect looks like, and having people mm. of all shades or body sizes, for example, in the adverts, you know, there is that drive or change going on to, to change what people's idea of perfect is, because that, you know, that stereotype isn't true. So, mm. What would you say in terms of, yeah, the pressure society has, especially, especially when it comes to young people and how that may be yeah. changing?
1: Yeah. Pressure is a big one. I mean, I don't think there's any doubt the pressures have increased in terms of, you know, how we're expected to look appear, particularly on social media. Social media is huge. Yeah. Um, it's really amplified those pressures and, um, and creates some almost echo chamber of limitless perfection into which is really, really difficult to escape. And, the on the one hand it's it's a really great thing that we have a, um we the, the, we have we have a lot more openness vulnerability on social media be real movement uh, a lot of inclus- inclusivity and and uh co- um, you know shared essentially <laughs> um um interests that bring people together um these are really positive things about social media i think things that you know we should definitely hold on to but that that perfect lens that comparative lens when it becomes a should like I you know i should look a certain way i should uh, behave a certain way i should have certain things like all these shoulds that are projected at us in social media if we take them on as things that if we don't have we're going to feel bad about ourselves well that's when it can become a little bit more uh, problematic and i think i think in you know on the balance of things social media is 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 really pushing on those pressures with young people and i think they're internalizing them as pressures to be perfect we're seeing that in the data by the way there's a strong correlation between um iphone use and, and perfectionism and so i think it's 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 something we have to be aware of because the data that we we're, we're gathering and and seeing is really really uh, worrying in terms of rising levels of perfectionism and and certainly social media is, is underneath that
0: and what else, like um, you mentioned about some of the data that's come through your research in terms of iPhone use and its correlation to perfectionism, what other kind of, I guess, interesting findings or things that you've observed whilst doing research that you can share?
1: Yeah, I mean, there's, there's, I, it isn't just social media, although social media is the big one. Schools and colleges have become very competitive. And that's, and that's also having an impact on young people that feel a lot of pressure. And, you know, no one's spared this pressure. It doesn't, doesn't matter where you are on the social hierarchy, where you live, uh, what communities or backgrounds you're from. You know, these pressures have really felt across the board these days. And, you know, my perfectionism came from trying to overcompensate for um, material lack Um um, people from ethnic minority backgrounds have structural hurdles and stereotype threats so that they also must overcome. And the data is quite clear that um, they're held back in the workforce and in education for systemic reasons. Those are hurdles and obstacles that they need to overcome. So, of course, that creates a lot of pressure on those communities too, on women, the gender pay gap, um, the and the educational uh, attainment gap, which is being very, very fastly bridged um as also you know having a massive impact on 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 the need to do more, to be more all the time. Look, there's just so many pressures across and it cuts across all sorts of different communities. And 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 I think one of the things we're seeing in the day, I think, is that this doesn't discriminate. This is something we're seeing all you know in, in everybody and, and and that's you know, given the what we know now about the dangers of perfectionism, how it can impact on our mental health, and well being, um, I think it's something we really need, need to be paying attention to.
0: Mm. So you mentioned like right at the start about your own personal story or battle when it comes to um, perfectionism. How did you manage to get through that? Yeah. How did you overcome that so that now you're even in, you're on the other side and you're kind of talking about it because You've been through it, and you see that it actually how detrimental it is. How did you personally get through that season? Yeah,
1: it's it's. All, I I wouldn't say I'm like fully recovered. I still have the hang ups a little bit. I, I think it's really you know you never really lose the insecurity. It's it's. I mean, we live in a world <laughs> that really teaches us that those insecurities are are real and and valid and normal. Um, it's really hard to shake that. But at the same time, you know, you can move yourself down the spectrum with various coping strategies. And I think the big one is to really push yourself out there, um, to show up, you know, be, be vulnerable. I think this is so important. Um, the moment you realize that it's okay to suck at something or, the, or you know, to, to be not perfect at something and that's okay and actually in some ways it's something very joyous about that experience is the moment that perfectionism starts to melt away and so I'd encourage anyone anyone of your listeners really to to take the first step in a different direction perfectionism will have you managing your impressions all the time worrying about how you look and avoiding uh, situations where you might be seen to be vulnerable Well you've really got to take that head on you know you've got to throw yourself in a situation where you're not maybe as comfortable uh, public speaking—if you're—if that's something you're not um, very confident at, just put your hand up at work to do a talk. Um, you know, if you don't feel like you're a very good cook, but you really like interacting with people and you're quite a social person, well, just offer to host one night. <laughs> your friends and family come round and just do it. You know, like uh, put your hand up to lead a project, lead all hands meeting. Do do think basically what I'm saying: out of your comfort zone. It doesn't matter what it is. And it can be messy and chaotic and it can be really bad, but that's not the point. The point is that you're putting yourself out there. You're being courageous and you're doing things that are a little bit bit different and that your perfectionism would tell you not to do. And I'm not going to say that that's easy, certainly isn't. But the more you do it, the more you get used to that discomfort. And uh, the more you, 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 you see actually that there's something quite humanizing about these experiences. You can laugh about it. You can joke about it. And the people around you are supportive too. Like this, the consequences of not doing well and nowhere near as catastrophic as what you build them up to be. So definitely, I would say pushing yourself to, to, to a little by little is so important to do things a little bit out of your zone But while you do that, you also have to be kind to yourself. And kind to other people too. You're going to slip up. You're going to make mistakes. Things aren't going to go well all the time. And that's okay. You pat yourself on the back. Tell, tell yourself it's okay. And there's always next time. Don't criticize yourself. Don't castigate yourself. And if you find yourself descending into that pit of self-criticism, make sure you recognize it and do something about it. Don't let it happen again and again and again. And you can slip back into those bad old habits. It's really important to be preemptive. So self, self-compassion is really, really important. And And finally, I think, the, the the thing is with perfectionism is it's quite a rigid and uh, overwhelming t- kind of personality to carry around and we can think in very strict and narrow terms of we must do this or, we have to do that or if i don't do this the world's going to come crashing down these kind of types of very distorted thinking i would say perfectionism is going to get you to think like that all the time but don't suppress it or you know succumb to it but actually write those thoughts down and it can be really helpful to diary them sometimes especially when it's a stressful situation and we're filled with doubt we can we can often push ourselves too hard but 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 try not to succumb right write those thoughts and feelings down you know and ask yourself how much do you actually believe that like how much do you actually believe it. does it have to be done or it, would it, is it would nice would be nice to or i'm going to try my best and if that's not enough then that's okay you know these are more softer Uh, constructive ways to frame those thoughts that allow a little bit of flexibility and a little bit of permission for things, not quite to go to plan. And, and, and that's how, I, you know, I, I I talk to my students about these things and uh, people who are struggling with perfectionism. It's it's really about softening those rigid beliefs and and reframing um, those uh, what we what we call quite distorted ways of um, goal setting or thinking about what we need to do. So those are the things that I would bear in mind when it comes to trying to overcome a perfectionism.
0: Thanks, Tom, because, you know, like when you were talking, I like how you've basically given quite a few different examples, starting from like practical stuff, you know, that could be um, implemented in the home as well as something in the workplace, you know, um, in terms of putting yourself forward for a presentation. When, while you were talking, I was thinking about how um, once upon a time I had a manager who used to tell us as a team, he's not looking for excellent or perfect Just good enough, you know, just is it good? Fine. And someone like myself within, I didn't voice it out, but within myself, I'm thinking, no, 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 no. That doesn't (laughs) gel with me. That doesn't sit well with me. And I'm going to do it to my standard, not your standard, because I won't get that satisfaction. Um, So I like how you've kind of talked about challenging that rigid thinking and cutting yourself some slack. So I want to ask, how would someone know where they sit on that spectrum of perfectionism? So I think I saw on your on your TED Talk, you mentioned a, a tool that was developed. Yeah, can you talk about or share a bit more about, you know, how someone can identify their traits and maybe where they sit on that spectrum, you know, so that p- perhaps they'll be able to know how much they've progressed when they've tried to move forward um, in terms of addressing that that issue of perfectionism?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So we have a measure of perfectionism called the Multidimensional Perfectionism Scale, and it, it measures perfectionism on a spectrum. And there are three core elements of perfectionism, self-oriented, which is a sense of you know inner drive and desire to be perfect and nothing but perfect. So you, there's questions like, you know, I strive to be perfect. Uh, if I'm not perfect, I'm harder myself, et cetera, et cetera. Those are the sorts of things we ask. You can rate yourself on a one to seven to what to you know, who extent do you agree with that statement? Totally agree, not agree at all and everywhere in between. Socially prescribed perfectionism is another form of perfectionism, but this this time it comes from the outside, so that I expect every you know, everyone expects me to be perfect and they're watching and waiting to pounce if I'm not. So we might ask questions um, like other people expect me to be perfect. My um, family expects me to be perfect. Um, other people are waiting to pounce and let me know if I haven't been perfect, these sorts of things. And again, same the same principle, you know, there's a spectrum and you can score, you can agree or disagree or anywhere in between. And then other perfectionism is the last form. Of perfectionism has perfectionism turned outwards onto other people. So I expect you to be perfect. And if you're not perfect, I'm going to let you know. So you you might ask things like, I find it difficult to tolerate substandard performances from other people, for example, or other people in my life have to be perfect and nothing but perfect, things like that. And again, you know, you agree or disagree with those statements and we can measure those three elements of perfectionism and not everybody has the same constellation of perfectionism. Some people are high on self and low on other and in the middle of social. Some people are really high on social and middle of self and low on other. You know, all sorts of different combinations of constellations and that's... really interesting thing about perfection no one size fits all everyone has their own unique profile um but what but what is really important to remember is that with this tool we can see how perfectionistic one is um and we can start to begin to break down some of those thought processes break down some of those behaviors break down some of those feelings that are associated with those three different forms of perfectionism in an effort to move us down that spectrum. And that's really, really important because if we were to just talk about perfection in a dichotomy, you you are a perfectionist and I'm not a perfectionist, then that suggests that there's no flexibility there. It's quite rigid and there's no way that we can we can address it. So the spectrum approach I think is really important when thinking about perfection.
0: So tell me
1: Well Mary, let me ask you, can I ask you a question? Is that okay?
0: Yeah, go for it. I, I would
1: love I would love to know how perfectionism is impacted on your life, like um how how, how is it you would you describe yourself as a perfectionist and and what are the sorts of things that how has it impacted you
0: gosh (laughs) so I would say so okay um I've had tendencies in the in the sense of spending far too long on something than I should and even though I know how much time it's going to take me but I know that it's not it's not normal. So I know yeah. that if someone else or many people are going to do that same task, they wouldn't take as long. But for me, I expect to take long and I, it does take me long to do. A, it can take me long to do a task. So I would say that is a trait. Another trait is probably overthinking. Yeah. So um, I'm known as an, I, I can overthink things and, um, and I think that is also a trait when it oh, well, I'm, I'm assuming definitely. it's because it, yeah, definitely. Um, other things would be probably checking things over that you know, double checking, <laughs> probably even triple checking. If I'm being very honest, um, yeah. and and a lot of that is unnecessary. is probably unnecessary. And at times, if I've double checked something and I've spotted something that oh, that's an anomaly, and I found it when I double checked, it almost justifies why I've double-checked and I need to (laughs) double-check, you know, so it kind of, so it's almost like, so when someone says good is good enough, I'm thinking, "Mm, I get, I I don't know if I get, I would say I would get pleasure. I think the journey isn't pleasurable, so I definitely identify with a lot of what you said um, in terms of just that striving and that constant striving. Um, However, I think the output at the end, I know, well, I feel like I know when something's hit the standard that I, how I want it to look, how I want it to be. And so I stop when I've, I've got to that point. I guess I must get a sense of pleasure of knowing that, oh, this is how it looks. This is how, how it's turned out, you know? And, and I I guess another trait is almost that feeling of if I had to do it again, can I do it again? <laughs> Would I be able to hit that bar? And and therefore, I think and I think that's probably a, a trait of um, perfectionism. Having even though you've done it before and you could do it again, it's that doubt um, of being able to repeat that same standard. Yeah,
1: I get I get that so much.
0: So um, I guess I can identify with you because I certainly know or I can identify with what you've said, because I definitely know that I'm not, it's not to the same extent as it was years ago or even many years ago. So I do, you know, I do cut myself some slack. Um, it's just not natural if you know what I mean. Um, like my, my first, I guess my first thoughts, my first intentions, um, is built on being that rigid this is what I'm going to do this is how I'm going to do it this is what I do to get to you know a b or c um and it doesn't need to or even you know feeling perhaps overwhelmed when it comes to mm. certain tasks or projects or activities and <laughs> I find I found that I've off when I look back or when I think back I think huh. It really wasn't worth all that drama, you know, or that headache I gave myself, you know, and, but it's a, it's a cycle. It's repetitive. Um, so it's almost like I haven't learned from, um, maybe the previous rounds, you know, that, uh, you know, how I've been going about it is not the best way of going about it you know because it always ends up being okay it always ends up being fine so it's the and the journey for it being fine has been can be eventful unnecessarily i think so yeah Yeah.
1: no it's do you know what it's really interesting you say that because that's that's so that's so true about the journey being not linear at all sometimes you're going to succumb to perfectionism and that's okay like just that's that's what happens sometimes in life it just gets a bit on top of you and you feel like you got you got to go back to perfectionism because that's what's going to help you get out of this little tricky situation and it's just about learning and and being easy on yourself when those things happen because they will um but yeah it's a really honest honestly your story is amazing and i think it's very resonate it will resonate with a lot of people because i think you know i certainly i, I a lot of things you're saying there i do too particularly the overthinking <laughs> that's so oh goodness me if i could if i could overcome that tomorrow i'd take it um so it's not but you know it's it's there there are things we can do and as and and the things i've mentioned earlier have really helped me and i hope they'll have you listeners too
0: yeah, I I think it will help me as well as as well as the <laughs> listeners. So um is there any is there anything else you want to leave and share with listeners um that you feel you haven't said but can be actually really helpful?
1: Um Well, I think obviously, I mean, I would, I would recommend everybody go and buy my (laughs) a book. Plug, plug, uh, plug, yeah. Yeah, exactly.
0: I mean, Um, if it's anything, if it's anything in terms of what you've said so far, I think it's going to be a worthwhile read um, just in terms of that practical advice based probably on your, not just on your own personal experience, but also in terms of the research and what you found uh, over the, over the years. Yeah, absolutely. And it's uh, you know it's
1: it's a it's a controversial book in some ways as well because it definitely puts the emphasis on society and um some of the uh some of the perfectionism that we're seeing today i think is certainly a response to um malfunctioning society um and a and a society that make you know pushes us to be perfect just to get by i think there's I think there's also, um, an, an element that in the book that will surprise readers, but I think hopefully also brings them comfort in some ways to know that, you know, this is some level, this isn't all our fault. (laughs) Like, you know, there's a broader context to those feelings and it's important to be aware of them. So I would certainly recommend my book on that front as well, but no, I think, look, we've had a really good chat and I, I just want, uh, to spread the message far and wide that perfectionism is, uh, is something that's not, not, not good, something that holds us back way more than it pushes us forward and there are far more healthier ways to strive uh, where we'll be just as successful if not more successful but also happy with
0: Thank you Tom thanks for joining me on Maryline Talks and all the best with um, your book and um, all the good stuff that you're doing when it comes to your research and your profession.
1: Thank you, Mary. It's been great to talk.
0: Here's a spiritual wellness tip for you. The first is meditating on Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 to 30. And it reads, Then Jesus said, Come to me, all of you who are weary and can carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you, because I am humble and gentle at heart and then you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give you is light. The other scripture is 2 Corinthians 12, verse 9, which reads, Each time he said, My grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness. So now I am glad to boast about my weaknesses so that the power of Christ can work through me. Thank you for listening. Do follow and join me again next time on Mary Lyre Talks Beyond the Smile.